episode of RXP Podcast, where three working professionals come together to talk about the things that they love, including video games, movies, TV shows, books, who knows? It's Tiffany, and I'm hosting today's episode about Fantasy Critic, and I have my two co-hosts with me, Alex. Hello. And Matt. What's going on? Guys, we have a recap of our fun Fantasy Critic League game that we did last year. Uh, For those of you who are unaware, there's this really cool um, game that's similar to like Fantasy Football or other fantasy sports games called FantasyCritic.Games. So that's the name of the website, FantasyCritic.Games. And you can make a league with your friends and basically act as a video game publisher and draft games and you earn points based on how well they review on OpenCritic.com. So this is going to be actually the third year that we're participating in this league again. So this episode is kind of focused on wrapping up how we ended last year and then talking about where we're moving forward with this year. Now, I have some exciting news. There was a disruption. <laughs> um, so the very first time we played this with the crew, Alex won. Well, not anymore. Your 2022 RXP podcast fantasy critic league champion is me, Tiffany, and I am thrilled about it. Thank you. Golf clap for me. So, you know, it was kind of actually pretty close to race. I won with 168.8 points. Alex was second with 162.2 and Matt trailed in with 113.1. Now, Honestly, I think my biggest strategy for last year was picking games that were actually coming out and um, pick some games that I thought some people would just review well. And that really worked out for me. Some highlights include I I picked up Marvel Snap, which gave me a bunch of points. Live Alive. That's a good pickup. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Escape Academy. Yeah, just uh, just enough, you know. I got enough wow. games to like kind of give me some points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what a about you good guys? Second ha- half, honestly. Yeah, considering how we drafted earlier, you guys can listen to an episode from earlier last year to hear about how we drafted our games. Um, but do you guys want to shout out any of your team players? Uh, you know, shout out to Elden Ring, <laughs> the only bright spot of my of my crew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> From software, Miyazaki, I know you listen to the podcast, um, and I failed you. I failed you. You gave me 30 points, and what did I do? Um, I barely tripled it, <laughs> and there's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say. Everybody else in my league, I hate you, except some of you I drafted again, so we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Well, Matt, how can you say that when... One of your top six games of last year is in those games that you drafted. Oh, was it really? Yes, yeah, I don't Sifu. remember. <laughs> I don't. Even... Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, Sifu, Sifu, respectable. I had a really good first half of the year. <laughs> the The problem with me is that I counterpicked two games um, that gave what twelve points and fourteen points to my yeah. competitors, and so I got minus those. Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns, I didn't think was going to come out. It turned out to be 
Tiffany's favorite game of last year. Yeah. So that obviously did not work out for me. And then Cult of the Lamb, I never even heard of. And I'm, so I'm like, well, I guess I'll go with this. And, uh, well, that didn't work out either. It was like minus 14. So, yeah, I, I think the, the lesson I learned this year, and we'll get to it, um, which this year was just as hard as both of them just witnessed, is yeah. picking a counter pick that is not going to cost me double digits. And we'll see if I'm successful. Yeah, so I think I I was in a similar boat to Matt where we started off, you know, at Redline Entertainment. Uh, we started off strong. You know, a lot of my initial draft picks gave me a decent, you know, at least double-digit points. And then we petered off into the back half of the year where a lot of things, which I thought would be big, end up just being kind of middling, you know, stuff like Salt and Sacrifice, even Modern Warfare 2, you know, you'd think that, a Call of Duty would score well, but just a near 75 points there. And and really the biggest disappointment, mostly because I played it, and I too agree with this score so much, is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Just, <laughs> like, it settling in at a 72.2 on Open Critic is such a perfect score for it, because I feel like that's exactly what that game was. You know, for better or for worse, <laughs> right? Like, it's a game that I think did a lot for the series but ended up just not getting quite there and i heard that there are uh game freak is playing on releasing patches for the game there is one scheduled for next month in february obviously you know it will not get me to go back to the game sorry to say but in case you're listening uh game freak or nintendo but hopefully it does fix the game for the people still playing it and they can enjoy it more and yeah everything else was just kind of not quite there, so really I think a lot of these average scores is what caused me to you know, pull into second place. Mm. Yeah, you know, I got the better Pokemon game. I picked up Pokemon Legends Arceus. That and is that true. Got me, That's true That facts. got me double-digit points there. Um, and did you see that Call of Duty only got you 75? Because I'm seeing that it gave you 80 points. Or rather, that, it that's, was scored that's 80. That's for Warzone. Oh, so, okay. So the Battle Royale got me 80, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 proper you know, right up there, uh, blow my, a bunch of 80, some scores only got 75. Oh, I see it now. Sorry. I didn't realize that there were so many call of duties. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely took advantage and that's, that was my thought process on drafting both of them. Cause I thought I could split the difference there when I saw them on there separately eligible for draft. So I decided why not invest? Yep. And we also won't talk about or we won't talk about for long how Matt decided not to fill out his team. Oh, there that's was true. One, that's true. You know. one spot left for him, but who knows? I mean, that could have also just Listen, hurt my him. my fall yeah. was a little bit the last thing on my mind. <laughs> not saying it's oh, not important. True. I'm not trying to take away from this episode, <laughs> um, but I definitely was not thinking about this. And then um, I, I think we were talking about this even towards the end of last year. And I think I texted in our group chat, like, hey, do I even have, like, a full roster? And someone said yes, and I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Like, I did not even <laughs> Wait, <log> what? <laughs> oh, dang. I mean, I but don't – I wasn't trying to – Let's be clear, though. Let's be clear. Yeah. Like, I would have had to have Elden Ring again twice <laughs> to catch up. So, like, it's not – this is – I would have been third place. It might have just been a little bit more respectable than what it was. Okay. That's fair. Right. You know, just for clarity of record, I want to say I don't think there was any sabotage 
Yeah. You know, Matt, Matt is recounting his side of the story, but I don't think there was any deliberate misleading uh, for the sake of the fancy critic outcome. So don't get me wrong, Alex. I'm not blaming anybody. All I'm saying is a question was asked and an answer was given. That's that's oh, it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, you know, fantasycritic.games, thank you so much for coming out with this game. It's really fun. I'll actually put a link down a below, um, to the follow our league. You guys, um, I think people can follow your, our league if you guys want to make your own. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. So I'll definitely post a link down below for you guys to follow along, but we've made our new league and we drafted our games and counterpicked one. One thing that's a little bit different for our league this year is that, uh, last year, we counterpicked the two games immediately, right after our draft. This year, we decided that we will only counterpick one game at this moment, mm-hmm. and then we'll counterpick one later um, sometime in the year. Now, we, we are encouraged to counterpick another game because if you leave that blank, you'll get negative 15 points automatically. So that's just something mm-hmm. to keep in mind. Uh, but otherwise, let's go through our team and a little bit of intro thoughts, I guess, on it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Who is? Oh, okay. Cool. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Redline Entertainment, we did our best last year, but second place doesn't cut it. So they were they were killed off. And oh, they have gosh. been reborn as Chic Games. So this year, you know, representing Chic Games... Mm-hmm. And in terms of this, you know, we came out strong with the hardest hitters that, you know, we we won't be getting 70s. Like the goal of this year's draft, especially in the uh, first nine pickup, was not to get 70s. So just to quickly go over, I picked up Marvel Spider-Man 2. You know, this is guaranteed 90 plus. People love mm-hmm. No Way Home. People love the first Spider-Man. People love Miles Morales. Like there's a Spider-Man fervor in the air. We're getting Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse final, part one this year. Like, people love Spider-Man. And so in that case, you know, I'm mm-hmm. riding the high. I'm believing in it. It's going to come out. I know during the draft, Matt made some comments thinking maybe it doesn't come out this year. And I told Matt, you know what? Someone at Insomniac told me it's coming out this year. I believe it's coming <laughs> out this year. Okay. Listen, no, and, no, no. That 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 was all Tiffany. I I. That's true. Never doubt yeah, Insomniac Alex. games because Insomniac, I don't know if they sleep or what, but they they like pump out some games. It's I crazy. mean, Matt, it, it's, it's in their name. You know, it's on Insomniac games. So You know what? Did not put that together. That is a great point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm hoping I have Insomnia because I just want to keep playing Spider-Man 2 when it comes out. You know, that, oh, that's the goal. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And maybe there's co-op. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Like, do you guys think, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I hope it is that. I hope they take everything Mary Jane related, take it out out of there, and just put Miles Morales. Like, I want just to be a spider person the entire time. Like, I do not want to sneak around as a normal person. All right. Let's get that clear. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could do that in real life, and I don't. True. Yeah. I choose not. Yeah, to. I could sneak around a bunch of like muggers and all that. Like, yeah, yeah I can <laughs> sneak around a museum at night <laughs> if I want to. Uh, also, you know, following the Spider-Man Two hype, picking up that Armored Core Six, you know, from software, coming nice. off the high of getting Game of the Year with Elden Ring in 2022. 
Not sure if this is going to be Goaty 2023, but I do believe it'll be at least a great game that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. So definitely pick that up. In a similar vein, Diablo 4. You know, this is continuing the long uh, Blizzard mm-hmm. franchise that a lot of people love. It's the, I think, the origin of loot rarity. So, like, every game that does the whole colored, like, white is common, blue is rare. Like, Diablo started it. They're the king of loot. And so I believe I that people that. continue love looting in Diablo mm-hmm. 4. Plus, I heard it's got a lot of positive previews uh, based on uh, journalist outlets that have gone to preview it. So that's right on the high. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Kevin Conroy's final performance is Batman. You know, not saying that's going to play into anything, but I'm really excited for it. Hopefully, this is the co op Batman averse or whatever you want to call it game that uh, Gotham Knights really didn't live up to last year, that maybe this can uh, make up for it. You know, I'm excited to be Harley Quinn. I know Tiffany wants to be King Shark. That's her I really do. I do. I want to be Nana Way. And, uh... Listen, you know, I, Matt, I think, like, I, I guess I'll just pick up the pieces with whoever whoever's <laughs> left. I'll, I'll take them. Um, Is it Deadshot? It, Captain... Yeah, I guess Deadshot. Eh, it's boring. What's the other guy? Is it Boomerang? Uh, yeah, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I'd probably go with him. Um, it's Rocksteady. Honestly, like Rocksteady is such a good pedigree. This is I think this is a great pick. As long as it comes out, and yeah. I think it will, like I think this is gonna be a great game. Like of course, I, I was hopeful with Gotham Knights. Like I, I drafted it last year. Um, it's one of my, you know, walk of shame picks from last year. But <laughs> Rocksteady, they are just they've got the pedigree. I think they got the stuff. Everything that we've seen of this makes me more excited for it. So I, I think it's going to be great. And just to quickly go over the rest, because, you know, these are big titles. And I just, you know, we're like I said, we're aiming for eights. And I feel like these are good eights. Mm-hmm. Horizon Call of the Mountain, PSVR 2 launch title. Hopefully this will be the Half-Life Alex equivalent uh, for Sony's next generation VR hardware. So I'm I'm hopeful for that. Uh, Wild Hearts. This is from published by EA, but developed by Koei Tecmo. Basically, if you can't get enough Monster Hunter, here's a Monster Hunter like, and so I'm definitely interested in it. Sea of Stars. This is a you know 2D pixel art RPG. Now I'm be honest, I forgot the developers on this, but this is a game I first heard of a long time ago, and it's from you know well-known developers of like in the indie space. And so this is me continuing to believe in their pedigree, even though I can't remember the developers right now. Uh, Pikmin 4, <laughs> it's Nintendo. You got to believe in it. And then Mina the Hollower, as I said, living up to the pedigree. Shovel Knight devs, shout out. Yeah, I can actually see Pikmin 4 coming out this year, mainly because, uh, you know, we saw Miyamoto wear a shirt of it. So, I mean, he's yeah. not wearing a Metroid Prime shirt. Is he, Matt? Like... I'm- I wish he was. Yeah. I wish he was. Yeah. And Miyamoto would not lie to us, so I believe. Yeah. Pretty pretty good team. I am envious that you picked up Wild Hearts. Um, yeah, I think that was a good pickup. I, I heard good things about it, and, you know, to be honest, I I forgot Spider-Man was supposed to come out this year. I'm going to be real. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Like, yeah, if... Like, yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, I was tempted 
to pick Spider-Man. Because honestly, you know, we'll get to this in a future episode about what we are most anticipated for. But it is, it's got to be at the top of your list. Like, it's one of my favorite games on the PlayStation uh, 4 and 5, technically, if you count them both. Um, great, great picks. I think Armored Core is a great pick as long as it comes out. I think that's kind of the biggest thing with your list is if all these hit, you've got a lot of bangers on this list. Like, this is a great list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't put the evil on me, Matt, please. <laughs> don't, I, say I, listen, that, I'm, don't say that if here's they the come thing. out, freeze. I'm rooting for you because if you win, I win because I get to play all these games. <laughs> that's so, oh, fair enough, fair enough. We <laughs> get to play the games together, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, I can go. I can go next okay. if you want me to yeah. say Tiffany. Um, that sounds good. So I wanted to, the goal of this is I wanted one, I wanted games to actually release this year. And if they did, Great I wanted strategy. them to be, there's like no way that they're going to get negatives. Like they may get 70s. I'm, I'm okay with 70s. I'm not okay with negatives. That's the goal of yep. 2023 for me. I started off with just like one following not just my heart, but following Alex's heart and going with Final Fantasy VI as my number one pick. I think they've got a solid 16. release date. Sorry, did I say six? Um, yeah. Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, it comes out middle of June. I think that's a great time for it. I think it's going to hit well. I think it's going to be 90 plus. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Um, Resident Evil 4 Remake is one of one Resident Evil 4 is one of the only Resident Evils I've actually played through. So I'm I'm really okay. excited for that game. It is such a cult classic. Everybody loves 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 Resident Evil 4. Ever since uh, uh, Capcom has been releasing all these remakes of Resident Evil games, everybody has been just asking nonstop for Resident Evil 4. So I think there's a lot of hype with this, which is risky. Hype is risky, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. think it's well-placed because I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be at least 80+. plus. Um, and that's believing pick, in the hype, you know? I am believing in the hype. I always believe in the hype, but I especially believe in the hype. Um, Street Fighter Six. that's my next pick. I think that one, uh, fighting games, quality fighting games, review very, very well because they're generally reviewed by fighting game people and um street fighter 6 i I know there's a couple people that i i listened to that played the beta that that had released at some point maybe it was an open alpha i'm not sure what it was um but i heard really good things about it they have like an adventure mode which makes me even think i should play it because i'm not into the the 1v1 fighting because i just don't have the skills to play these people right but in adventure mode i could get behind that like maybe maybe it'll maybe review well but my i I didn't even reveal what my studio name is it's no longer no 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 matt man because we've had two lackluster years we got second place the first year we you know bombed the the second year (laughs) getting third place um i guess it's still bronze but out of three, you know, you're not happy with that bronze medal. Right. So we had to rebrand and we're all about Ted Lasso and believing in ourselves. So we are the Believe Studios and it's all based on my next pick, which was Hollow Knight Silk Song for the third year, year in a row. In a row. <laughs> Ever since the beginning, 
of RXP Podcast. I have been drafting Silk Song, waiting patiently for any sort of Nintendo Direct, any sort of Indie Direct, any sort of anything that has to do with Hollow Knight. Please release it. Please release it. Help it be this year. Um, Phil Spencer said it would be in the next six months, so hey. Here it is. We're, we're basically there. So it should come out tomorrow. Um, so hopefully <laughs> it does because I would hate to see a zero. Um, I have basically the rest of my list and I'll, I'll run through these not to be super long-winded. Woe Long Fallen Dynasty, another Souls-like, uh, Sifu Developers. I think it's got a, got a lot of really good lineage. Uh, another oh. beta that happened that a lot of people said um, was really, really well done. I am so excited for this. This is something I'm going to personally check out. Starfield, you know I'm about it. You know I'm about Bethesda, one of my favorite developers. I think it's actually going to come out. It was supposed to come out 11-11-2022 this past year. Right. Obviously, did not. But they said it should happen within the first half of 2023. So I think it will hit that. Even if it gets delayed, I think it would only get delayed to, to fall. But I hope that it looks a little bit better than the last footage that I saw. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. And I, I think I'm, I'm excited for it. it. It should be good. And then the last three, Dead Space Remake, one of my favorite games getting remade. I think it'll do a whole lot better than the Callisto Protocol, which I drafted last year, and it was really, really bad. Um, <laughs> my uh, last two, Atomic Heart, which looks really great, coming out soon, and Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, which got delayed last year and hopefully 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 comes out in 2023 but like in my list not gonna lie like in my list yeah i'm actually really like final fantasy 16 was definitely on my list um so good on you for getting that basically as your what first about game. final fantasy 6 <laughs> <laughs> it was on our list uh 20 years ago yeah. got it got it got it yeah um but yeah i mean see i don't I'm still unsure of Hollow Knight Silk Song coming out, but at the same time, mm -hmm. I wasn't sure enough to counterpick it, which we'll all reveal our counterpicks after I go over my team. Um, so someone counterpicked it last year. Who who counterpicked it last year? Um, or did no one do it? Let's see. Or maybe no one did, and they just never delayed it. You're right. It was something, That's you're right because I counterpicked like it. I counterpicked it very first year. Um, because I was gotcha. like that game, that game ain't coming out. But like, yeah, last year they just never announced that it would be delayed, so like you couldn't even did drop me it. dirty. Cause did oh, me dirty. Yeah, because we had different rules about dropping last year, but we're a little bit more flexible this time around. Uh, so my publisher is still Nintendo. We were very pleased with our performance in 2022, and we believe with the right support and mentorship that 2023 will be another successful year for us. Uh, of course, I had to go all in with the first draft of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I am excited to play that game, and I'm sure it has to be at least be a 90. Like, I could see people saying that it's not really, like, you know iterating well on like the second one or like it's more of the same or like now with dungeons or you know still no dungeons like not great whatever i still think it's going to be at least in the 90s so that's why i went all in with that and then for the, my next two picks i decided that i wanted to be inspired by my two co-hosts here so matt is a very big is the biggest star wars fan i know so i then picked star wars jedi survivor because that has a release date 
And then mm-hmm. my next pick was Like a Dragon Ishin, which is inspired by Alex. So I know he really likes those games, the Like a Dragon games, the Yakuza games. And so this finally coming out. I know this is a remake. I think it's going to do well because people like Yakuza or Like a Dragon. Now yeah. Like a Dragon. So yeah, those like are uh, two games. And then the next two games were from my heart. I picked so mad about this next pick. Uh, so I picked up this plucky squire, which looks super dope. Um, so good. Yeah, it remind it reminds me of Tinykin only because you're just a small person in like a large world, I guess, or like a normal sized world. Um, but it's supposedly coming out in 2023, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and then I picked Fire Emblem Engage. Now, Alex scoffed at me when I picked Fire Emblem Engage. It's coming out imminently. I have pre-ordered two copies of this game. Absolute madness. Two, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me explain. I'm going to explain. Two copies? I've, let me explain. So, audience, I need to play this game on release. I got the best deal for the special edition through Target, but Target doesn't do release day shipping. So, I have bought it to pick up from a store that will remain unnamed... Once my Target version comes in, I'm returning my Target version to this unnamed store. Are you following me? Wow. Yep. I'm a devious person. But wow. I'm I will do hey, this. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I got to do what I got to do. So, <laughs> Fire Emblem Engage. I'm super excited about it. Coming out soon. I I, oh, I did not know that comes out literally next week within the next couple weeks yeah (laughs) yeah by the time of recording it's literally like a week away so i'm really excited for this one matt do you think you're gonna get it on release or do you still have to catch up on a lot of stuff listen we all know what i want what i wanted to pick up because i would have picked it up just out of my love for this game Mm -hmm. which unfortunately the release window or the review window came up yesterday, which is One Piece Odyssey, which is getting a solid 76 on Open Critic. Right. I'm going to be playing that game until I finish it. And okay. you know, it might take longer than yeah. a week. And that's, that's okay. That's fair. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, and then the last half of my team, I got Forza Motorsport because people love racing cars. And then Octopath Traveler 2. They do such a good job. Yeah, with the car racing. I mean, it looks with pretty... all those. Yeah, it's gonna be great. That's yeah. good pickup. No Hot Wheels though. No are Hot Wheels. Are we sure? That's correct. Are we sure? Yeah. Yeah. Those are only the, for uh, Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, Horizon series. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then I picked out Octopath Traveler two. I think they'll at least get me some eighties. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. I think the first one did pretty well, like 85, 86 or something. So I'm hoping that this one does around the same. And then I picked up two games that are really outside of my wheelhouse: Lies of P and Metal Slug Tactics. I picked up Lies of P because people love Souls games, and I saw a demo of this game at PAX West. Yeah, and so we, I was <laughs> We need to give some more table setting here cuz yes it's a Souls like, but this is not from from software. Yep, this is an official Souls like. But the easiest way to understand this game, which is called Liza P is understand, you know, listeners, if you're not aware, you know, Pinocchio is in the public domain. So this is a Pinocchio themed Souls like experience. 
and take that what you will. I think the main gimmick is that there is decision-making that affects your outcome. So whether or not you choose to lie actually does influence how the story unfolds and, you know, events that might happen to you. So I think that's the main draw of this and the fact that it is set in this, you know, Victorian England era. So it's definitely an interesting time Is it not Italy? I mean, Pinocchio is an Italian. Oh, is it Italy? I mean, Pinocchio is Italian. I think this is in England, but I'm not sure. It could be in Italy. It looks like, I mean, that era, they all look like England to me, you know, ignorant American. I guess my (laughs) only other question is like, is your nose going to extend when you're lying? Uh, I don't think they have talked about that publicly, but if it does, that'd be cool. But I don't know if they're going like that far into the Pinocchio route where like your nose is growing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because and also then- it's like Souls games, you rarely talk if ever. So he could just oh. keep his mouth shut and keep a normal nose. <laughs> no one okay. knows but him. No one knows. Okay. Hey. Yeah. And then I picked up Metal Slug Tactics because I found out, or not that I found out, but I love tactics games. Or, you know what? Let's, let me, let me reel that back. I love the idea of tactics games. I like very specific tactics games. Um, But I've heard good things. So this is, this is where we're at. So that's my team. And then we proceeded with counter picks. And this is where, you know, the best strategy for counterpicking a game is picking a game that you think will score poorly so that you can get points for yourself or picking a game that you don't believe will be coming out this year so that no one gets hurt. I counterpicked Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl and this strategy that I decided to use to counterpick it was that I don't really know what this game's about. Last year I did the same strategies and it hurt me. It hurt me a lot. I lost a lot of points with that strategy. This year I decided YOLO. I'm doing the same thing. So I picked it because I really don't know what it's about and I don't know that it will score well and I don't know if it's actually going to come out this year since it was delayed once already. So that's that. Like I think that's a fine counter. Like if it does not come out I think that you made a great decision. And it might not, because, like, the Ukraine-Russian thing, that's a big reason why it got delayed, right? Right. And so, is there an end to that? Will it get delayed further? Maybe. Last month, it did. they did release another hype trailer to get us all on board to keep, you know, keep the hype alive, saying that 2023 is going to happen. So I think it's going to hit. And honestly, I think Stalker, the first one, did fairly well. I, I can't remember exactly what it did on Metacritic or OpenCritic, but um, I, I've, I think I have high hopes for it. Let's just say that. Okay. That's totally fair. But then... So my counterpick, this is tough, honestly. Like, I just told you all, I almost lost 30 points to my counterpicks <laughs> last year. So yeah. this is obviously, you know... Listen, the the person in charge of counterpicks and not and Matt Man did not get hired back to believe studios because okay. we just had to go in a different direction. All right. Yeah. And under new management, under the counterpicks, they were still having a very difficult time. It's it's too soon to tell. They might get fired between next, you know, now and next year. Yeah. Because they were thinking, what is going to happen? What's going to release? And if it does release. How much is it going to hurt? For me, I was thinking, okay, is Armored Core going to hit? Is Pikmin 4 going to hit? Right. 
And I ultimately went with Lies of P. And I th- the reason why, and this is why, honestly, if I had, if I didn't have any emotion in this game, I would have picked Lies of P. But the problem is, Lies of P is my type of game. And Lies <laughs> of P, even if it's a seven, I'm gonna love that game. It's gonna be fantastic. I think right now, Souls like is kind of the hotness that right. a lot of games are trying to do, and not not many of them do it super well. So I, I don't think it's going to be an Elden Ring. Like, unless you're from software, I don't think you're going to have a 9 out of 10, even an 8.5 out of 10. So I think it's a safe pick. I think it will probably come out, you know, that, you know, you saw a demo at PAX West last yeah. year. Yeah. I think it will come out. I just hope it's like a, a middle 75. Honestly, me personally, I hope it's an at least an 8 because I want to play it. Right. But I guess it'll hurt me, you know. But hey. The thing is, we only have, we have, what, 27 games that we drafted? I can only pick from 18 of them. And honestly, yeah. out of the 18, you guys did super well. Like, all these games are awesome. So, it's a tough tough decision, but I went with Liza P. Yeah, going off of Matt's final point there, this was just a pure mitigation strategy for me. I counterpicked Mill Select Tactics. I just think this will be the lowest scoring out of all the games my competitors mm-hmm. here drafted. And so this was just saying, listen, I want to lose the least amount of points possible. I'm pretty sure this is going to get above a 70, but at least it'll be hopefully in the single digits. So I won't lose too many points. So that is that was a whole goal. You know, I believe in it. I, too, love tactics games. I also do enjoy Mel Slug, right, as the 2D shoot 'em up it is. You know, who doesn't enjoy that type of gameplay? So uh, hopefully it's not too amazing. But then at the same time, I hope... It is amazing for the people that want to enjoy it. So we're in that split uh, scenario right there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I like don't want any of these to score badly. But like, yeah, exactly. For the game, I mean, you know, this little fun activity that we do throughout the year. You know, I really enjoy like seeing the game announcements and stuff, talking to guys about it, and then immediately not talking to you guys about Fantasy League because then I'm hoping that you're not yeah. going to pick up the mm-hmm. game. <laughs> It's like this weird mind game that we play with each other. But anyway, so you're like definitely secretly super hype for a game, but you're like, I don't want to let them know. They yeah. cannot know until <laughs> they will bet the more than I will. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait for a week after the announcement so that yeah. I can get my bid through. But anyway, definitely follow along. I'm going to put links down below. Um, yeah. But fantasy critic game. Super cool. Super fun activity. Now I think we're going to swap over to the second topic of the show. Second Two topics right yeah. here. Two topics in one. You all are so lucky. Lesson up everybody because guess what? Game Awards happened. You guys watched it. Maybe, maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't even listen to our episode. We projected what we thought was going to win some of these categories. I think we looked at 12, 12 yeah, categories, that sounds I think. About right. Maybe 11. I don't know. I was kind of really fast because I realized it was just like dead air, uh, which is great podcast material. <laughs> um, so went back, listened to our podcast, got what we picked, and I tabulated, and we do have a winner. A close. It was very close. Very close. So let's oh, just go wow. through. So best adaptation, we all three picked Arcane, which was the winner. Heck Well yeah. done. Well done. For most anticipated game, Alex and Tiffany picked Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and I went off on a limb and said Hogwarts Legacy. Well, guess what? I was wrong. 
it was Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. So both of you got another point. Going to best family game. This is a complete split. Alex went Splatoon 3. I went Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Tiffany went Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. And it was Kirby and the Forgotten Land. So I nice. got a little catch up to you all. Yeah. Best role-playing game. Alex and I went with Elden Ring. And Tiffany went with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And it was Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Um, let's see. Best action adventure game. We all picked it. God of War Ragnarok, of course. Going to be the winner, of course. Of Best course. action game. Listen. Tiffany and I went with Sifu, which is obviously the answer, right? No, it wasn't. Bayonetta 3, like Alex said. I think Alex said something about people and ulterior motives to picking that. But he got it right. Now, listen, it was Bayonetta 3. <laughs> Whoa, don't make it too shady. I don't want this shade being thrown. Listen, I'm not, listen it gives intrigue. Maybe they'll go back and listen they to it. Maybe listen to the episode. Oh, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Just know, yeah. listener, I was right. He was right. Best debut indie game. Uh, I went with Stray. You both went with Tunic, and it was Stray. Big night for Stray, right? Because yeah, Stray actually won night. Best Independent Game. So it won Best Debut Indie Game and Best Independent Game. That's what the wild. Heck? That's wild. And none of us, none of us picked Stray <laughs> for Best Independent Game. Alex we went were with led Sifu. astray. We were led astray. And then Tiffany and I went with Cult of the Lamb. Best Art Direction. Tiffany went with Stray. Alex went with Horizon Forbidden West, and I went with the Elden Ring, and Elden Ring took the mantle home for Best Art Direction. Best Narrative? This is, you know, easy. Another easy one for us. God of War Ragnarok, we all three got it, which was great. Best Game Direction? We all three got it. We got it with Elden Ring. Um, and then Game of the Year. Tiffany went with God of War Ragnarok, following her art. I did. But alas, it was Elden Ring. Alex and I guessed it right so the final point total tiffany got five points alex got eight and i got nine so wow well done, that, was, that was fun that was that That's, was a lot of fun dang yeah matt you're you know the voice of the people you know obviously right. not L- listen let's go back to the first half of this show oh. i got third place <laughs> okay that's fair well right but you know, matt predicting the future you need to go buy some lotto tickets now there we go there yeah you know i do have to say though matt i think it's more like you're the people's people like you know open critic is like the you know the hoity-toity reviewers you know what i mean and that's not me that's yeah. not me. Yeah. Down to earth. You're I'm, I'm happy them. with my seven and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess so. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. But that was um, fun. I'm glad we actually tabulated it yeah. this year. Because yeah. we've never tabbed it in the past. I do have to say one comment, though. Like, I ended up playing through Stray and, like, finishing it after the Game Awards to really see what all the hubbub mm-hmm. was about. I deleted that game so fast after I finished Story Man. Like... I was really kind of bummed by it. I really, yeah. I, I still haven't played it. Still haven't played it. I think it's worth a playthrough, but I think I was a little bit too uneasy throughout the entire game because I really did not like the weird, like, anti, like, I don't know what to call them. The They're not ambiance. like the villains the villains of it, but like the weird monsters that like attack you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ambiance was a little bit too spooky, a little bit on edge. It was very melancholy. 
Like it just gotcha. Yeah, it was just gloomy. Um, but I did like being a cat, but not enough. I don't know what the Honestly, hype was Stray about. was one of like the most winningest indie games there. Like it was definitely yeah. the most winningest indie game, but it it won so many categories I did not expect it to. Yeah, I would crazy. Agree. I, I still need to play it. It's on a PS Plus Extra, I guess. Yeah. Alex, did you did you? That's play how it we played. That's how I. Played. Uh, no, it's oh, on the to do list. I I think Got definitely it. it uh, even though Tiffany was kind of down on it, I I'm looking back on especially things that were at the Game Awards, and definitely there's a lot of things I just want to check out. You know, make sure that I'm I guess keeping up with it. Uh, I know it's basically right now Stray. Sifu is definitely on the list, Matt. You know, it's high on your list. Uh, and I still hear people talk about it, you know, even for a lot of uh, individual outlets. I know it's getting yeah. uh, high praises there. Uh, and also, I, I am interested in checking out Immortality because uh, I've been hearing that get a lot of buzz. And that being definitely very different from a lot of other games I typically play because it's more of a mm-hmm. like mystery uh fmv so full motion video game and so i'm intrigued by what that entails so definitely the those three are on my to-do list at some point in 2023 is immortality on playstation or is it steam only i don't know that's a good question i think it actually might be a part of netflix so it might be oh something like you can just stream like that so Oh, okay. I'll need to look around. I haven't looked into it, but definitely it's, it's something I want to play at some point this year. Cool. Wow. Okay. Well, that was our little bite-sized episode. Um, be prepared for our what honestly I'm most excited about. Our next episode is going to be about our top six most anticipated experiences of 2023. I'm super excited for that. Um, but, you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to Grandmaster Doug for the sweet tunes. Uh, if you would like to like and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it here on YouTube or on Twitter. Or if you want to email us, because email is still a thing, you can write us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com. And then our Twitter is rxp underscore podcast. And we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. And Miyamoto would not lie to us, so I believe.